0: Classic, coming by, dancing with all the shadows of my mind. Making friends with the monsters underneath my bed, hoping that they don't leave me for a day.
1: Oh,
0: oh,
2: oh, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. <laughs> All right, guys, Late Night Legends internet podcast and radio show is coming to you live from the realm of nightmares and dreamscapes. I had an extra S on that one to make it creepy. Um, The finest content on the interwebulous stratosphere. We got to come up with something new there, by the way. Yeah, not tonight, though. though.
1: Don't take away my interwebulous stratosphere.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Tonight, we are doing a really casual show. It is a very good topic. Excited to hear about it. Frank's going to tell us about dreams. Um, and then, let's see. It's the it's the OG4 tonight. Ashley and James are both gone. James is very sick and can't speak. Um, I'm not feeling well, but I'm just to the point where I'm a little bit distracted and floaty in my brain. Um, and I think... Uh, Everybody has stuff going on that they want to talk about. So, Tressa, what you got?
0: Oh, boy, oh, boy, do I have a show for you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Right now on uh, On Fire Tonight, we started Friday the night... Friday the 13th, the series, which is a syndicated show from the 80s and 90s. It's just, it's fantastic. It's so ridiculous and so fun. You can find us on on onfiretonight.com and all the stuff. And also asylumpod.com where I talk about movies occasionally. And uh, that's what I got
2: excellent tara i want to hear all about the things that are actually i was just
3: okay so i may be kind of watching another live stream as we speak but um (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: listen you guys are boring as hell so
3: i gotta (laughs) (laughs) no but it's relevant it's totally relevant so um this weekend i got to hang out back at uh old julia prison dave schrader and shane Pittman were there Pittman were there um got to spend the weekend with them and he is just he he mentioned me on his show just now and and i could read it in the um in the post captioning so i can't wait to watch it for real later and talking about the weekend so that's why i was watching another live stream um so yeah no it was an awesome weekend hanging out with dave and shane um, and getting to—he's uh, <gasps> telling a story about the weekend. So yeah, a cool doppelganger, doppelganger story. I had a doppelganger. I, my friend saw me standing there, but I wasn't there, and so that was pretty exciting. Was it somebody so, else that looks like you? Uh. Was that it? No, there's uh, gallery one in the east cell block. There is something there that Nikki and I—it's uh, only been for not even a year. The first time we like sensed it. Everywhere else I love it. It feels great. It feels fine. But that cell block for some reason just one day we're like, it is not okay here. And a medium, even later that day, showed up and whatever it was, named me and Nikki, you know, said, you know, they're here and and doesn't really like us. So whenever we walk by, especially like the exit side, we just I just say and I just like run past it. So um Rob and Nikki were standing there and um turned around and I was standing way behind them, and I was like, let me tell you, I'm not just going to stand like leaning on this other fence, you know, with my back wide open to God knows what. So, no, I wouldn't have been doing that anyway, but I was apparently leaning on the fence. They both saw me. They both looked back and literally like they didn't see my face, though. They didn't make out my face. But Rob um said, well, she's just on her phone again, you know, <laughs>
0: <That> <laughs> which like I you.
3: said plausible. So very plausible. But no, so they all of a sudden I was literally, Dave, I have the video of him, you know, talking in, you know, the other cell, the other gallery right there. Unfortunately, I was taping. So I was able, they're like, how long have you been here? And I said, "A, a while, I don't know, you know, and I realized I was recording him and I was like at least a minute seven, you know, right now. And they go, no, you were just out there. So, so that like that later that night, he got some pretty cool like EVPs over there and so it was that was fun so it was a story he was just telling and that's so probably a, really, a little more stories that i missed you know that's
0: was- really a great story because when you when you mentioned doppelganger is like oh sir, her yeah. friend saw someone who looked like you in a store but that that's yeah. awesome. no so yeah it was awesome. definitely
3: not like you know like a twin that you have normally we just hear voices and later that night shane and christine had seen rob leaning over the gallery you know and It wasn't rob i was hanging out with rob and death row so it it was not him uh no there was a lot of cool flashlights at one point we were sitting outside the hospital so across the yard is chapel and school and we saw in the school a bunch of flashlights you know like a bunch going around and kind of walking around and we're like who the hell nobody's supposed to be in there you know what's going on and come to find out other people saw the flashlights, including Dave and uh, somebody else that works there, and they went to go check it out. They one time walked to of them with flashlights, walked one way, walked back, and that was it. It was not five flashlights all flashing around. So that even kind of supports because it was so vivid. Usually when we see like flashlights or lights, it's just like a point and you call it a flashlight. It's not actually illuminating. And I think that like further supports like the time slip. I'm like, we're just watching another ghost hunt happening. The, you know, time just kind of folded a little bit. And I even laughed later the next night after the doppelganger thing. At one point I was kind of standing back where my doppelganger was and and Rob looked back and I go, oh, what if this was just, you know, you just saw tonight, you know, cause then I was, he goes, yeah, you were standing right there. And I go, what if I was And time, just like folded a little bit because I I normally would just stand there. So, and that side is cool. Like that gallery, we say, like, we don't know. It's it's like the veil is thin. We always say, like the way we say it, Nikki and I especially, the light is wrong and it almost like breathes and pulsates. Sometimes it looks kind of like holographic a little bit. You can't see stuff like five feet ahead of you sometimes. And that's even in the daylight. So, and it'll be just like darker than it should be at night. You know, it'll be everything else will have some light. You know, for whatever reason, just that gallery is no different, you know, window wise or whatever. And it'll just be pitch black or you'll be able to see a certain amount. And all of a sudden it's pitch black for no good reason. And you walk through the blackness and it gets light again. So that that one, there's something there. And so that was that was cool.
2: (laughs) I like both outcomes of this, like either the doppelganger because that just scares the absolute poop out of me. Or the, the time.
3: Either one is nifty. Like I yeah, was, for sure. I was oh, delighted because really cool. yeah. I haven't had a doppelganger like Rob, it imitates Rob's voice, you know, like that's normal. Um, you know, other people's voices get imitated. Other people have been seen, but I never had one before. So I'm really excited. And- <laughs> you've made the, you've made the
2: doppelganger list. So. I thought that was
3: cool. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. I was delighted. You know, I guess maybe I should be a little, a little scared. I wasn't. No,
2: it seems more of a delightful thing than anything mm-hmm. else. And then I think about it much, much later and go, oh, that's scary. <laughs> that's terrifying. <laughs> Frank, what you got going on?
1: Well, uh, I'm over being sick for the most part. I really didn't do much last weekend. Just try to feel better. Uh no doubt that if you watch this live stream, uh, if you're one of the three people that do, uh, you noticed I was not here last week. <laughs> but <laughs> the good news is I got James sick, so he's out today, uh, it's, as you already mentioned, as I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, no, we got a really cool uh, topic for tonight. Uh, what do I have as far as non-show stuff? Um, our website's live. I think everybody already knows about that. Uh, we've totally branched off from that other brand who shall remain nameless, but we are hiring for it. So if you know somebody that wants to podcast, you could reach out. We got it application out there somewhere in the wild but uh yeah reach out if you're interested or you know somebody that is and uh outside of that i think we could maybe just jump right in how do you guys feel about it
0: let's do I, it yeah okay
2: yeah i do want to mention though that last week we were talking about um the falcon lake uh incident but we prior we were talking about back rooms and I did a little investigation on the tulpas because we did bring that up. Oh yeah. And so yeah. I do have a blog post up about that on our website right now, just a really brief overview, but it's fascinating. Nice. Um, yeah. It comes from old, old secretive
1: sects of certain religions. So was, love that stuff.
0: Yeah, me too. Well,
1: but but yeah, creepy that. as
0: hell. Uh, mm-hmm.
1: Also, before I forget, we got Christine Johnson had a couple of comments during Kara's story who said, you <laughs> your bestie. And then uh, also commented <laughs> on, your, on your doppelganger story to say that was damn scary.
3: Yes. So, yeah, Christine saw Rob with Shane. So, well, Christine and Shane together saw Rob. So, yeah, no, like texting me saying, come on, you know, we're seeing him in here. I was like, that's awesome.
1: We're going to do things. <laughs> Uh, as far as tonight's topic goes, we're going to do things a little bit backwards, because generally what we like to do, or what I find that we do, is because we don't really, it's whatever you want, but generally we'll introduce a topic, discuss it, and then if we have anything to add to it, we'll kind of circle back and add on. What I'd like to do tonight is first uh, kind of talk about uh, reoccurring dreams or nightmares, whether you have one or the other, and then at the very end, kind of talk about them and what they may mean, if that makes sense. Ooh kind of backwards i was thinking about this earlier because i don't want to necessarily ruin what i have found research wise until after we've kind of discussed so uh i want to give everybody an opportunity from the people who are here the ogs um do you have any recurring dreams or nightmares or do you remember any at all that you may have had that you no longer have that you'd like to mention discuss or otherwise anybody oh yes i do frank please oh i think we all do yeah Indulge i mean us.
0: yeah we're humans hey i used to <laughs> dream about i mean not so much anymore but every once in a while i still dream about zombies i used to dream about zombies for fucking ever and there was one very specific one that i will never forget just walking underneath the bridge zombie apocalypse not knowing what's going on and just being like what's going on and the zombie just being like it's a zombie apocalypse dumbass. Like the zombie said that, or
1: the the zombie like you saw it. I like, don't remember, it was a
0: dream. <laughs> uh, perfect. But that was my always my favorite reoccurring nightmare. It was terrifying every time. But there was some sort of solace in it at the same time. I don't I can't explain that.
1: Interesting. There,
0: yeah, there is uh another one that I forgot that was. I'll um interrupt somebody later about that one. Go ahead.
1: All right. So that would fall into the nightmare category and not necessarily dream. Would you say that?
0: Uh, I would say yes, but also it was comforting at the same time to have a nightmare apocalypse. And I don't know how to explain that.
1: No, it's fine. I mean, if you're a fan of the horror stuff that happens, right? I would say that's fair.
0: You know, I think I'm not going to get into interpreting it, but I think it has something to do with, you know, humanity and humanity and humans being terrifying on their own make them you know decrepit and uh what's it called uh i don't know just falling apart it's something it's comforting because you know they're they're fallible Hmm.
1: yeah anybody else you got you got karen you got jenny jenny looks like she might have one from the smile thank
0: you
2: i have a reoccurring nightmare okay that is it's never quite exactly the same, but it's always ends up in me falling in an elevator, but falling sideways.
0: Wait, so falling like this way or your yes. sideways body going down? No,
2: like, like the elevator is out of control in, in a sideways motion. Wow. Yeah. And then my reoccurring dream is always, um where i am underwater and i'm looking at a lot of stingrays and i realize that i'm not wearing any of like my scuba gear at all but i can still breathe and so there's like a huge moment of panic like oh my god i just i'm underwater without anything but then i realize that i'm breathing and i calm down and i go back to watching the fish
0: Hey, remember when I said I was going to interrupt the person that was talking? I'm going to do that right now.
2: Sweet. Uh, I was hoping it was going to be me.
0: (laughs) Uh, I don't remember this, what I was going to say, but one of my most vivid dreams ever played out almost exactly like this scene in the mothman prophecies where everyone's falling into the water from the bridge and there's like presents because it's christmas time and like cars are falling in and people are just drowning and in this dream this is happening i'm watching all this stuff going around me and i'm panicking and then i just take a deep breath and i'm like this is fine this is better than fine this is great And I told a friend of mine about that who is a psychologist and she's like, yeah, I mean, I don't know if it matters that she's a psychologist, but she's like, yeah, uh, people that drown have said that they experience like euphoria or just like calmness once they take a breath of water, whatever, when they drown. And I'm like, oh,
1: it's a lack of of oxygen. Yeah. Hmm. You know, who we should ask about that is uh, Mr. Lord Cronus, who actually almost did drown. And I know that because he, he he won't shut up about it. Uh, seems like every couple of shows he'll mention. <laughs> maybe
3: he no, like, just go to therapy about that instead of like. Maybe. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, but uh, I, as far as drowning is concerned, the people who uh, are able to hold their breath for long periods of time uh, are able to do so because they sort of embrace the physical things that happen to you while you're going through the motion of drowning. And one of those mm-hmm. things is that lack of oxygen does give you a little bit of euphoria. And that's why on that other show that we were doing, we were talking about like ways to die morbidly. I
3: mean, you could mention it. They're not actually, we we love them so much.
1: On on the other Super Bowl show, we were mentioning like how we think we'll die versus how we'd like to die. And uh, somebody was mentioning drowning. And I know that there's worse ways to die because again, once you once your brain stops getting that oxygen and stops feeling things, things go numb. So like, I know that there are worse ways to die. Uh, But yeah, like it's, it's really interesting, Jenny, that you say that because generally knowing you and even like, you know, last week or maybe two shows ago, we were talking about being in the water and you were saying that maybe one of you guys remember Jenny was saying something about finding comfort in being Mm-hmm. Trapped underwater. Do you remember what context that was? And that was very interesting when you said that, Jenny. Do you remember that? We were talking
0: about getting lost, right? Yeah. and You, Jenny, was talking about like, oh, I want to be lost underwater. If I'm going to be lost anywhere. And mm-hmm. we were all like, yeah. fuck that.
1: Yeah, like the dark. We were talking about the phobia of the dark ocean. And yeah, and Jenny was yes. like, no, I'd be okay with it. That's what it was. Yeah, you're right, Trevor. Yeah. Perfect. That's very interesting, Jenny. Very, very interesting. Uh, is that Yeah, because that's the general
2: vibe of the dream, too, is like, then it's just this big, comforting adventure yeah. of like, oh, hey, I'm home.
1: I will say that as far as the elevator uh, one goes, it's very common to have a reoccurring dream slash nightmare of falling in general. And I'll, I, I will say without getting into the more interesting aspect of the dreams and nightmares that many people who have an experience of like where they fall down and like they'll wake up when they suddenly hit the floor, they'll have a fall, like they'll have a a big fall where like the impact will startle them. Many doctors will say that that's when you're going to sleep, your blood pressure suddenly dropping and that you're falling asleep. So like there is science behind that aspect of it, if that's what's happening. But like, I don't personally know if that is what happens to you with that elevator dream, but could be. Mm -hmm. Kara, do you have anything that you recall Maybe not right now, but maybe when you were young. I have plenty
3: of them, but no, my funny one that I stopped having eventually, so I think we've all had dreams of, or is it just me, Um, like you forget a class, like you don't, like you forget a class exists, right? You know, and you just maybe later go, oh no, I have a class I'm in. Had that dream a lot because like that's anxiety, right? And I, you know, school is always a big deal to me and, you know, really always worried about it. So one day I forgot in real life that I was taking a class and I figured it out like weeks later. I was busy. It was a summer class. I had other stuff going on. I was taking other classes and um, I contacted the teacher and just literally said, I forgot about the class. I mean, I still it, got an A.
1: As an adult, they're pretty cool about that kind of thing. If you're so I haven't
3: honest. had that dream since. I think I have confronted that... <laughs> that fear it really happened and it was I'm, you know i'm still here and and it still wouldn't have been a big deal if i had to take it whatever you know but it was still got an a and so now i don't have that dream anymore well that's my funny one it's totally true but it's funny
1: do you have any not funny ones do you have a night no
3: i like- think they're all pretty delightful like i have oh. um like, no, I don't really have like nightmares like there. It's all like I think I lucid dream. I thought everybody dreamed like this until somebody described lucid dreaming. And I was like, that's dreaming. So I no, But I have like there's malls that I think I like when I go see them later, I go. I've seen this before. And like malls, especially for some reason. Um, Definitely like I'm often in like the old Marshall Fields, which is Macy's now. That's not unusual, especially when I was younger. Um, but then also there's a place in my dream, I call it Resurrection Cemetery, and it's supposed to be Resurrection Cemetery, it Is not. Maybe this is what Resurrection Cemetery is like, but there's a way you go underground and you can drive in, but it's very colorful and pretty fun. I think it's probably a catacombs, but it's like a city and it's colorful mm. and delightful. I enjoy those dreams. I like when I get to have them and I go back and it's a whole world that like I visit and I recognize stuff and it's familiar. So it's recurring. But I think I just go somewhere. I don't know.
1: Well, as far as lucid dreaming is concerned, and for any of our listeners that may not know what that is, lucid dreaming is when you're dreaming and you're fully aware that you're dreaming. And mm-hmm. uh, some people are like a very small percentage of people are even able to do that. And if you're one of the few that are able to do that, there's even a smaller percentage of people. And it's hard to measure how many people, but there's even a smaller percentage of people that are able to say to themselves, I'm dreaming. I'm mm-hmm. able to manipulate this dream here. I'm going to interact with this very dream thing. Um, we also have a listener, Adam Brandon Kagan says, same here. My dreams always seem to become reality. It's crazy. So that's one of the things that I wanted to talk about here. Um, a few different times in my life, personally, I've had a dream where I've dreamt of something that's been very, actually very real, uh, later on. Um, and for me, when that's happened, when I was it was used to happen a lot when I was younger, not so much anymore that I'm an older man. But uh, when I was like in my late teens, early 20s, I feel like that was the peak for me. And I actually used to lucid dream a lot. And then I found out from talking to my best friend that, you know, it's something that you can't really do. And... Uh, or, or like, it's not that you can't do it. It's like very few people do it. I was going to say,
3: was he jealous? No,
1: he wouldn't. Like the reason we started talking about it, we weren't even like people that were ta- we, like my best friend and I, we wouldn't even talk about paranormal things. And then I think one day we went to go see a horror movie. And then on the way back from the movie theater together, we were in the car and we were just talking bullshit. And it just came up. He's like, man, I do that too. And then since then, it's almost like we challenged ourselves to try to do it. And so we ended up doing it a lot less, but, um, For me, I've dreamt of locations and then found myself later on driving past those locations Mm -hmm. and having deja vu. And one of the like the most interesting time that's ever happened to me, I don't actually even want to talk about it on air, but it had to do with like a horse stable where like I woke up, had a very vivid dream, drew it out and then. I was talking about it uh, with one of my exes, who was like, "Oh, this might be this." And then we went to the location and matched it with my drawing. This was when I was like 23, and it was almost perfect. And not in communication, That's dope. yeah, not in communication with that person anymore to verify. But it totally huh. did happen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> can't ask him. You can't ask him. Don't don't check. No, but but
1: it's true. If you go to my Facebook, since you guys are my friends, I, I'm pretty sure that I posted about it on there. Uh, but uh, more interesting than that, my own reoccurring dreams without trying to get too interpretational. I've had a reoccurring dream where I'm at the zoo. I don't know why. I don't know what I'm doing there. I have a reoccurring dream that I've always had. That's more of a nightmare for me, but um, it sort of falls parallel to Kara's thing, which is very common, which is you're not dreaming about monsters and demons, but you're dreaming about things going wrong. For me, I have a big fear about being late. And I think it's because I'm like one of those type A personalities. So when I have a nightmare, it's always like I'm waking up late and I started work half an hour ago kind of deal. Like that's that's shit that I i have put uh-huh. up with for a long time. Um, However, on a more serious note, and I, I kind of mentioned this before we started the show today, I've had a reoccurring nightmare where I'm in high school and I'm an adult still in high school. And I can tell you that when I was actually in high school especially like my junior and senior year like I was always a very smart individual always very hardworking. but at that particular time in my life I was going through like a very rough patch because of the stuff going on at home which translated into doing poorly in school and things were just kind of I don't know how to really put it but things were kind of just snowballing into just me having just like the worst time imaginable and things were going on with my you know my parents and my mom and uh people that actually personally know me know that i moved out from like my home at 17 and lived in my, i lied to say that i was 18 when i was only 17. and at, at 16 and 17 years old at a full-time job i went to college full-time i started college at 16 went to college full-time full-time job and had my own apartment at like 17 years old and like you compare that to some of the other people that i know in my life like my own brother didn't learn how to do laundry until he was like 30 years old. You know what I mean? And here I am like 17, doing it all, <laughs> living by myself, paying my bills. And I remember things being rough. And so for me, um, getting to the middle ground of things, when you have reoccurring nightmares uh, and dreams, they can sometimes suggest that you had a trauma that is it, it may be resolved, especially if it's more of a dream. It may be resolved, but it may be still impactful to you, or it was. And then if you have nightmares, it may not be unresolved, right? So for me personally, when I talk about having a reoccurring dream where I'm still in high school as an adult, or like I, it just feels wrong, like I'm with a bunch of fucking kids in the classroom, like and they're thinking like I want to get the fuck out of here, <laughs> you know? Which did mirror me at the time, but like now I'm grown, so and it kind of mirrors how. At that particular time in my life, like it was very I feel like it was traumatic for me. Right. Uh, I don't know that I need therapy about it because I like I've I've recognized that that's what the issue is. But it is something that happens now getting to the more fun stuff. This kind of coincides with what Kara mentioned, which is let me ask you this question to kind of make things interesting. A lot of people who have reoccurring dreams or reoccurring nightmares, especially dreams, and it's something that's positive. A lot of people will theorize that you're able to make either psychic predictions, which some people, like myself, there's been maybe a hint of that. I don't know. What's that, Tressa? You're muted, so I can't hear you.
0: I was just mouthing the words, turn your fucking phone off.
1: Oh, well, it's connected. No, so it's connected in case somebody wants to call us. I'm sorry. So if we get a call in from somebody who wanted to talk about their dreams, it's got to ring. So I have to have that on. I'm sorry. But um, what I was saying is not only are there uh, interesting things where it's like you can suggest that dreams have psychic uh, undertones to it, but also are dreams a way that we can sort of, you know, interact with the veil itself, right? Mm -hmm. and then to take things a step further from that i would love to hear all of your thoughts on if we do have a dream is it something where it's another reality or like another dimension because there's a theory about that as well like maybe our dreams are actually real but maybe not just maybe not real here maybe it's real within another reality that we're sort of psychically attached to another version of ourselves how do you guys feel about this because i've i've been reading about these things loving it, which is why I brought it up as a topic.
0: I'm so excited that you brought this up because I don't remember where I was reading this, but it was some sort of board where everyone everyone was chiming in and they, the consensus was never ask if you are lucid dreaming, never ask what day or time it is because the question will either be avoided, you will be shunned or something bad will happen or whatever. And this one woman, I remember she was talking about how she was lucid dreaming. And she was like, oh yeah, you're not supposed to ask this. I'm gonna totally ask this. <laughs> and she went to a library and she was like, hey, what time is it? And the librarian was like, oh, so this book over here, like avoided the question. <laughs> and then she asked somebody else and they were like, hey, um, uh, shut up and come with me. And they like appeared on a beach And she's like, okay, I don't know where we are right now, but what time is it? And the other person is like, okay, you'll figure it out soon enough, but you have to stop asking people what time it is. We don't do that here. It was the wildest thread. And like, there were a ton of people who were just like, yeah, you cannot do that.
1: You've totally mentioned that story before. I have? Oh, you're welcome. I know it's true. (laughs) You've mentioned this story before. And it kind of also coincides with like, you can't get hurt in your dream, or you'll wake up, which I think is complete bullshit. Yeah, I agree. Because I know for me personally, uh, having a lucid dream, I've hurt myself on purpose, or I've tried to like feel something, or like not slip my wrist. I don't. I probably shouldn't have <laughs> done that, but like,
3: if that I'm was a gesture. To, if Yikes! I, if I tried yeah. to like
1: scratch myself, is what I mean. Like you think uh-huh. that I'd wake up, but like I felt it in the dream, but I haven't woken up. Also, really quick, we've got Christopher A. James saying spirits can visit us in our dreams. So, Christopher, if you'd like to tell us, uh, if you'd like to tell us, we have our phone number there to call in. We'd love to hear from you. And and if if that's happened to you, our phone number 312-600-5424. We'll answer right here and you can talk to us and our audience live. But um, yeah, how do you how do you guys feel about it, Kara, Jenny? Do you think that uh, it's another reality or do you feel like it might be?
2: I'm going to go with like with with tapping into other other parts of our brain because I am a f- pretty, I'm, I'm pretty convinced more than not like these days that, that a lot of these experiences, a lot of things that people can can do are just areas that, that maybe we used to be able to get to, but not everybody can anymore. Like, for example, like Karis talked a lot about, um, you know, her ability to sort of see, see ghosts and that she's kind of always had it but sort of blocked it away like we've talked about that on the podcast before so the idea that her dreams can be um premonition in in nature is not really a surprise because i feel like that would be that would be in that same realm of you know even the veil being a little bit thinner for her so You know why wouldn't it be in in sleep as well like that makes more sense to me because like i'll be aware that i'm dreaming and every so often i can choose to do something in my dream but i'm not having premonitions you know like i'm not seeing seeing my my relatives come back and visit that sort of thing um but i feel like maybe some people who are a little bit closer to that have that ability But my research is based on one person right now. So (laughs) is that you? No, it's just on (laughs) stories and just me making connections where maybe there's connections, but maybe there's not. But I like that,
0: you know, the whole whole idea. I think that's a great theory. Like, yeah, some people are sensitive. Got- of course that dreams are gonna mm-hmm. be more sensitive. We
2: got crystal. But I think it's based in our neuroscience, mm-hmm. you know, and the way our brain capacity and the way that we use these things. You know, it's yeah. it's
3: Yeah.
1: We
2: got so
3: for sure, I after my grandma died, for sure, I saw her in a couple dreams oh, and then okay. I know she stop visiting she i think realized we were kind of and my mom saw her too like about the it was within the same pretty short time and i bet the rest of my family you know probably she visited but yeah like i found out like from my mom later it was about the same time she kind of visited all of us to kind of be like check you later i'm good you're good and and i can't wait for i want james christopher james to describe more too
1: yeah. So I was going to ask yeah. you really quick. So you're saying that your grandmother passed away, but like during mm-hmm. the time after that, she was v- later possibly visiting you and your mom mm-hmm. on the same night or are we talking within the same. week. No,
3: it was within like, I think there was like a week. That's why a I week. say like, I think she okay. probably made a farewell tour because like, honestly, it was not like the same night that we're all like, oh, you know, but we didn't talk of you know, we didn't say anything till later. And it was multiple times she visited. You know like one time i think it felt like to check in you know another time to you know kind of see and then there was like a a bye you Mm -hmm. know okay now i'm leaving
1: interesting uh christopher james followed up really quick and said when i was a kid this boy in a neighborhood who died in a car crash visited me and introduced me to mediumship
3: well that's what i would like to know yeah not just visited but how then to mediumship so is that you know Did he, did he teach you something or did it just make you say, oh, look, look what I can do here? We'd love to know.
2: Did it connect those two portions? Yeah.
1: Now here's something that has happened to me, but I'm not sure, but I want to run it by you guys and and ask you how it's possible. So I think with Kara's uh, experience and with Christopher's experience, maybe speaking with the dead may be possible, or I think we're open-minded to the possibility of it. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you all this, have you ever really wanted to talk to somebody who's alive and you're thinking about this person for whatever reason and then you see that person in your dream or you dream about that person and it feels so real that you're interacting with this person?
3: Oh, no, I like they call me like within the next day or so or like text or something. so,
1: So you're saying that you will more or less have more of a premonition than an interaction? Yeah,
3: probably more of a like something. Okay. Jenny, did you, and it happens in real life.
2: Yeah. Now, see, I've had both of those things happen. I wouldn't so much call it like a premonition for, for me, the way that it feels is just that we're sort of connecting in, in some kind of way. It's not like I'm predicting that they're going to call me. That's why I'm thinking about them. It's like I'm thinking about them so much so that it's making some sort of connection because then all of a sudden they're thinking about me as well. Um, But I have had that where I thought about somebody and then they've been in my dream, but for me, the dream stuff, I don't, I don't think I have any particular, like I've dreamed about like dead relatives, but I'm, I know that they're not visiting. Like, I know that it's like a longing for me, you know, I just don't think my brain works like that, but
1: yeah, that's fine. Just wondering what your experiences might be. I think I'm the opposite of Kara though. I don't think I have premonitions, but I've definitely personally had dreams about people where they're alive. I know they're alive. I don't talk to them, but I've interac- I'm have interact. i interacting with them and I'll wake up the next day. It's usually a day off, by the way. Like, I don't really, when I'm like, have the work the next day, I gotta wake up early. I don't think about it. But like, if it's like, I'm sleeping in.
3: <laughs> no time for you. You go into that
1: <laughs> sleep and then you wake up the next day. You're like, holy shit. I totally like dreamt that I was talking to this person and then they sounded like themselves. They said things, their mannerisms were the same. And what really is interesting is like, okay, A, did they have the same dream, but interacting with you or B, is that just total bullshit? Cause there's a scientific logical part of my brain. That's like, Oh yeah, complete bullshit. You're just dreaming. And it's just from the perspective of you really want to talk to that person, or maybe you haven't talked to that person in a long time. And it's been different people for me. So like, it's interesting how that would uh work um also following up chris james says <laughs> christopher james i was not that close to him but he was much older and he's referring to the, to the neighbor who died in the car accident but i remember being really upset about his passing he visited me and one of my earliest memories of feeling is a spirit around me that's very interesting and we would love to hear more about how uh, that boy introduced you into mediumship. I think, I think I speak for the rest of us. Um, yeah, I don't know if it was
2: like a, like a chicken or the egg thing, like which, which thing came first. And if it was like a connection that your brain finally like opened that door a little bit more like, Hey, I can connect with the
1: dead. It's a really good point because you could argue, you could make the argument that he was already someone who was sort of a medium if he was able to even do that in the first place. So that's really well, that's important. what
2: I mean. And then and yeah. then that just like connected those two little neurons that needed to be connected in order to make that pathway open.
1: We've got uh, Adam Brandon Kagan saying, my mom and I have had dreams that connect. We've had sa- the same people visit us on the same night. Wow. That's wild. That is pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, Adam, if you'd like to elaborate a little bit, we'd love to find out who visited your mom and yourself. And What that relationship was like, were they passed on, or were they someone that was currently alive? Uh, and if they were passed on, what was that relationship like? We'd love to know, Tressa. What well, you- is it? I'm sorry, go ahead, Jenny.
2: Isn't the whole thing too is like where mediumship is, um, like did I just make this up in my head, but but isn't it sort of um, genetic as well? Like if your mother or grandmother, like I. Did I just I mean, sort of I say feel that, like it's, or is that something that's really? Yeah,
3: people say that. Some people. That it's, that. That's in all
2: the movies. Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, a, yeah that's, some,
3: that's really wow. my point of reference here. <laughs> <laughs> some people. What I set was, of you know mythology in movies? <laughs> which movie are we going with? Yeah. yeah. So,
1: and just to be clear, uh, Christopher James is the person who had uh, the 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 neighbor oh. boy who came to him and taught him about mediumship. Right. But separately, Adam Kaigan is saying that his mom and he himself has been visited by the same person on the same night. Um, right. So- Christopher is <laughs> saying
3: his spirit made me realize that I can feel spirits around me. Yeah. Clear audience. So, yeah, that would be like, oh, it would open you up to seeing, you know, what's out there. Yeah. Or-
1: and that's a very good point as well, where some of the people who claim to be a medium often will have an experience to sort of wake up that part about them. Right. It's something right. will happen mm-hmm. that will trigger that sort of mindset within them. I always really like hearing those stories. In fact, I would love to do a future topic where we talk about people, or we talk to people who claim that some event has happened where it has triggered that part of their brain to sort of uh, like come alive. That would be such a, a
3: cherry popping experience. Yeah.
1: I don't know if I'd well, describe it as that. But, <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. I think we'll have a different audience that night. Then, yeah. If that's how we title it. <laughs> that's like, oh, really right. Those numbers go most, way up. But then they'll go way down. <laughs> <laughs> once they Realize what we're talking nah, about. Not if oh, I'm there. I'll make it. That's not nothing. what I came for. Um, if you guys remember Jill,
2: we did ask her about that. Like, mm-hmm. uh, Whatever a few months ago, we asked her, you know, hey, was there a precipitating like events that happened? And I'm pretty sure that she had one.
3: It was her dad. As I well. think. I think. Yeah. It, I feel. I feel like it was something with her dad. You could about, always uh, pull back, you know. Some no, I'm. I'm. Trapped sure listener could go listen.
2: Yeah, you're right.
1: You're right that
2: it, for, uh, it everybody
3: awesome. check out that episode. It was good. It was yes. fun. So it was a really good
1: one. That particular episode, none of the men were a part of. It was a girl's night, but we were uh, interviewed. Not me, but the, the hosts were interviewing <laughs> Jill Pepe Lemke, who is uh, Leia's guest. And uh, yeah, she's somebody who is a psychic and medium and uh, has all kinds of really awesome things on YouTube if you want to go check her out. Um, but yeah, I wonder... I I'd, full disclosure i didn't listen to the whole show but like i understand that um i wonder what that experience was even like you know like what would have happened to her to sort of wake her up Um, i would
2: imagine it'd be like it'd be like um solving like okay solving like a very complex like math problem right like you look at this thing or like any sort of logic problem like you look at this thing you look at this thing you look at this thing and then all of a sudden your brain sort of makes the connection Mm mm-hmm you know, but probably, obviously, it would be like 10 times more as, you know, impactful or emotional. But I would kind of imagine it to be like that.
0: I like to think of it of like a, a magic eye painting where you're just like unfocused oh, your whole life. Oh. And then all of a sudden it snaps into place.
3: Yeah. And then no, you can like see it. No, it's something <laughs> yeah. that really probably was just always there. Like right. the magic eye. And exactly. you could even let it go in and out of focus a little bit. And sometimes against your will, it kind of goes in and out of focus depending on what's going on, but it's always there.
1: You know, I never could get those fucking things to work for me. It always made me feel like I had a magic power.
3: You just don't have it.
1: Yeah. You know, those things were all the rage and like the, (laughs) the what is it like
3: early 90s
1: mid mid 90s mm-hmm. is when I remember yeah. them like I remember in my elementary school we had like assignment notebooks they came out and like every month there was a new one and I remember sitting in class and everybody would like flip through it like the first week of school like oh look look at July there's the Statue of Liberty and I would just sit there and like stare <laughs> at these
3: another in schooner in <laughs> do you like, have an on. astigmatism Frank
1: no I don't
3: Oh, I do and I can harder. see it. I see, see, I that. do and they say it makes it harder. It's a little harder, but I can see it. Yeah. I like don't. a can. I'm not frank.
1: Well, I like I never had any kind of vision problems until junior high. And that's because I literally melted my fucking face off cuz I used to have this little TV and like right before junior high, so like 5th and 6th grade, I used to sit this far, like this far away like 4 inches How little screen. was the TV? Screen and then was like maybe like a 15 inch. And I used to sit about four inches away from it.
2: Yeah. That's I would go great.
3: camping and I had a two and a half inch screen TV. Oh, that's TV. a little different. Nice. So that's I what was realized. like, how little can you make it?
1: Yeah. No, this TV, I had no business being that close. it's a
3: anymore. watch. I remember
1: being in eighth grade. I actually just told this story not too long ago, but I remember being in eighth grade math class first period. And I was stupid enough to sit in the back of the class with another kid that needed glasses. Then when I finally did get glasses, they were girls' glasses, and I didn't realize. So for the entirety of eighth grade, when I did get glasses, like second quarter onward, they were girl glasses. And I rest
3: hope- in peace, Frank. Right. Yeah, yeah. In good in night. Yeah. Rest in peace, and I think that's mom, where it all went down. I think down. my mom
1: secretly knew about them, but it was okay because they were on clearance
3: at the eye doctor. <laughs> there nice the yeah thank god, god costco has glasses now so frank doesn't yeah. have to mm. get girl glasses
0: oh that's any it's all about online baby <laughs> but, uh,
1: i got some nice tom ford glasses now which are right here but i work
2: oh right that's here.
3: fantastic
2: context, so back to what we were <laughs> wait what <about.
3: laughs> hey, what's your favorite eyeglasses brand <laughs> that's what matters these are tiffany
2: yeah those uh, are really nice i, really I do like those, those. It's, it's a good like shape them. anyway
0: i have a dream question Yes. yes. Okay. So, without revealing too much about myself, a doctor doing uh because we're all like healthy mental health people here, we embrace it. Uh I had a doctor ask me if I ever have uh like uh ideation of death and I'm like, "No, but I dream about the afterlife a lot and I think about it a lot." And he's like, "What?" As you know, I Dream about the afterlife. And he's like, that that's not a thing. People don't dream about the Mm. afterlife.
2: Yeah, but you know, I hear people don't talk about Bigfoot like in regular conversation too, (laughs) but that happens to me all the time. I I don't 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 like
0: this. Right. It was weird, right? Because I was like, what do you mean people I, I did. Like, what do you mean people don't dream of Everybody dreams about everything, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, 100%. yeah. I
3: think that's a weird statement just to blanket make. Like nobody dreams about Really? Nobody. Like he was well, shocked. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I'm yeah, shocked that you're weird. shocked.
1: One of the tools that I, I had available for tonight that I actually didn't want to use and I didn't really use was there's a very big, long list of like common dreams that people have in interpretations, Right. But I think it's complete bullshit because there are things that are just so obvious and on the nose. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? So, like, when we were talking to Jenny about the water uh, dream, uh, you know, I looked up what could that mean? And a lot of people are are, are like the person who made this particular article or this list was like, oh, it could mean a a flowing change can happen. And I'm like, oh, man, this is such BS. So right now I'm I'm reading about the, the the death dream. And it says that it could indicate a feeling of vulnerability, which might make sense. But at the same time, what you feel about death is not going to match what other people feel about death. So I think this list is yeah. complete garbage. Uh, and I have it up for reference just in case, but I don't buy into any of this stuff. Um, well, yeah, because like- if
2: you dreamed about an ocean, you would hate it. And right. I dream about exactly. an ocean and it makes me so happy. Perfect.
0: It's comforting for you. Yeah. For Frank, it's a nightmare of... Uh, unescapable pores uh, yes. I, everybody is different there's no way there's like a flat interpretation for dreams it's like how does your brain process that dream or how did that dream gate your brain give you this dream it's because it's uh processing all this information differently than someone else would it, i don't think there's any way to flatly interpret any kind of dream
2: no absolutely not
1: absolutely not Now, let me ask you all this. If you could have one dream and like choose which dream would become reoccurring for you, do you have a preference or would you want it to be random the rest of your life? Ocean. Ocean. It would be the ocean.
3: Random, (laughs) just on shuffle.
1: Shuffle play. Gotcha. Tressa.
0: I don't I don't I don't I don't know I don't like random I want to know but also I don't do I get to choose the good dream is that what you're saying
1: yeah so if you if you have a specific theme that you like to dream about Uh or if there's maybe you don't have to mention who it is but if it's a person that you'd like to see in your dreams that you'd like to dream about
0: if you Mm -hmm. could choose uh you know what previously mentioned I loved my afterlife dreams I would go there all the time
3: So then let's cite Christopher A. James here. He commented, for your dreams, that's your loved ones coming around in your dream. And that's why you feel around on the other side. So that's even, so that's interesting then to pick that.
1: Talking about what he sort of mentioned there. One of the things that I did come across when doing the research here is for some of the people that believe that you see or interact with loved ones that have passed on and believe in that aspect of it, there's a whole bunch of people that have suggested that there are people who want to show you things in dreams that have passed on or want to teach you something and they may not present a dream in a literal way but maybe in a way that would make sense to you or they want you to come to a conclusion so they'll they'll sort of manipulate you or or influence your dream to to go a certain way where it's going to suggest that you learn something or you'll connect dots in a certain way now i don't know that i believe that i don't like The idea of having a spirit or someone that's passed on influence my personal dream like that. How do you guys do? You guys feel like that's a possibility? I hate it so
0: much. Yeah. Only because I don't fully get metaphors when they're presented to me. If you give me a metaphor, (laughs) I'm gonna be like, "Oh yeah, dogs dancing are great. I love that." (laughs) No, don't give me that. Tell me what you are trying to tell me. You need to. I love that, and I have a
2: piggyback on that, though. Yes. Mm -hmm. So your loved ones come sort of trying to influence your dream or trying to tell you something hang in there with me because this might be a little bit difficult for me to explain but so okay so uh kara and and uh christopher have both had no it wasn't christopher it was it was the other person Adam. Adam. adam adam both have had loved ones that visit them in their dream And they visit, you know, multiple relatives and, and it is them visiting. And then there's someone like me who has dreamed about deceased members and pretty sure I'm just dreaming about them because I'm not as open to those who have crossed, crossed over like ghosts or whatever, because it's just for whatever reason, I'm not as open to it. Um, not that I don't want to be, but, uh, do you think that loved ones can still like communicate with me by guiding my dreams into something that we had a very similar so not like guiding me in a certain direction but but visiting me in the way that the dream has context
0: not a metaphor not literal just like a feeling of something they want to present you with something they want you to feel
2: yeah just like a hi how are you yes here's this dream uh because we both loved this thing and 100 percent trying to say hello but you can't hear me so i'm just showing you this thing
0: i 100 percent think that's a thing yes absolutely because there's always like something that you put with another person and they know that like hey remember this thing that we did of course i remember that that's our thing mm-hmm. if you have a like a past someone who's passed on and you have a dream about not maybe not even them but the thing that reminds you of them i can totally see that being like a push to hey this is just me saying hi i can totally see that Mm -hmm. and i I like that a lot i like that yeah yeah
1: i like to think that's a thing i don't know if i i don't know if the logical part of my brain thinks it's true but i want to believe (laughs) which by the way jenny on that note it didn't fit on my door just saying uh well guys carrie do you have anything left to add we're actually kind of pushing the end of the hour here yeah no that was
3: that was super fast that was awesome no i was when you were talking about somebody coming back and influencing something it reminded me i had to look it up to get the name but it reminded me of the Greenbrier ghost and the debate if that's legit that it was actually want
1: to give us a bit more a clue to the
3: murder it's the one that um a woman and her, I think unborn or maybe just born or in the process of being born baby were, um, yeah, it was in the process of being born baby were, um, died. So the question is, was it a childbirth death or was it something more nefarious? So Mm. she was, this was a while ago. They were just buried her and the baby and her mother had a dream that it was her husband you know the the dead woman's husband that killed her everybody's heard the story right but i, I have to look this. up the name yeah so they this mom got them to reopen the case you know actually exhume her and look it up and she was murdered um and and, and it was the husband but also circumstantially his other past wives had died uh, oh shit <laughs> Murdered, um, is what they're thinking. So you know, was mom having a dream? Actually, was she visited by her daughter to tell her about it, or was mom just like, listen, this guy clearly, you know, kills lives, you know, <laughs> clearly <laughs> is killing them all off, and now mine died you know, could we take a better look at this? And maybe is it just, you know, a mom that just could tell something was up and pursued it and got everybody, you know, invested, but her dream, I guess, was like admitted in court, you know, admissible in court as part of it. When did this happen? This was quite a long time ago. This is, I I feel like it was an episode of lore too. I think it's been an episode on like every podcast, you know, every, everything that kind of covers stuff like this. Um, we could do an episode about it, but uh we just opinion, did. Yeah, we can piggyback <laughs> off the whole dream concept. So the question really, did she have a dream? Did her daughter give her evidence or was she just a mom that paid attention to this abusive, horrible husband? Yeah. And I and said, I, wait a second. I just and I believe he was convicted based based on the dream.
1: It's just fascinating to think about one way or another. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. I would really like stuff like that to be real. I really want to believe, even though, like, again, the logical part of my brain, it's like, nope, total bullshit. But I really want, I really want to believe in that kind of thing. And it's uh, a
2: good thing that the logical part of my brain is kind of a wimp and gets pushed around by the rest <laughs> of my brain. <laughs> like, shut up, you get back in your corner. <laughs>
3: Sorry, ma'am. Don't be boring. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> like Frank. I'm gonna
1: start playing the. Uh... <laughs> Oh <laughs> ah, he's good with the conversation. Alright, I'm gonna start playing the uh, closing <laughs> music here. <laughs> let's uh let's talk uh, final thoughts. Who wants to go first?
0: Dreams are crazy pants, final thought.
1: <laughs> Agree I
2: feel really good about what we've discussed here and I like that uh Christopher James has supported all of these ideas because it mm-hmm. gives me so much comfort in my little heart space. Um yeah, for sure. Yeah.
1: Carrie, did you have anything else besides agree?
3: That was my final thought turn. Okay. First, Adam, Christopher, Christine, thanks for tuning in and listening and joining us tonight. Um no, this was a lot of fun. I like this. Yeah, this was a, this was a lot episode. of fun. Yeah, um, And fun to talk about because usually like, I mean, I think you don't really talk about dreams that often, if anything, mm-hmm. you know, good. What does it mean when I see water in my house, you know, and then <laughs> somebody, somebody will say something, you know, but you never really get to have like a good conversation. So I
1: think yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. I, uh, I want to definitely parallel it and say thanks to Christopher and Adam and Christine mm-hmm. for joining us. To christopher and adam i would really like to talk to you guys more so if you can yeah visit us at late night legends and if you'd like to talk to us a little bit more maybe be a guest reach out we'd love to have you uh, I'm
3: facebook I, friends with adam so oh
1: there you go i didn't know that <laughs> It
3: could have been a total he's stranger. local
1: okay awesome well get with kara she'll give you a business card it'll be great uh <laughs> <laughs> anyway um i definitely think that we made a, a little bit of a reach farther than what does this dream mean right we we actually discussed like could these things be possible that are more interesting and fun rather than i dreamt about my teeth falling out what the fuck does Mm -hmm. that mean because you know like it means different things to different people i think at the very bottom line of it all we can agree on that right so for sure what i also Mm -hmm. think is my final thought is i think my next personal topic is going to be uh searching for people that have had something trigger a psychic ability or mediumship and having those people come on
3: as guests i think i'm gonna i love that, that. i'm gonna say yeah, that yeah. now.
0: Let's you see. better thank christopher for that one thank you
3: christopher mm-hmm. if you want to be
1: part of that show i'd
3: love to have I'm you. Gonna say christopher you want to be a guest also <laughs>
1: it might be in the future because we are planning shows now far in advance
3: so <laughs> Way in be, advance it may yeah. not
1: be until like the late summer fall that we have an opening because we've got such a big awesome cast of like
3: people. what frank Oh, we <laughs> have, well, I mean, I could talk about, Please, guests. Tara. we have, Please. hold on I'm with my handy dandy post-it note. What's happening um, next week? <laughs> next week, Mike Patterson, he is a uh, Sasquatch guy, even just like in his little like blurb on his website. It's so interesting. Um, so I cannot wait to talk to him. And um, so Mike Patterson is next week on the 15th mike rick secker of ancient aliens and a whole lot of other things is going to be on june 12th july 31st we have shannon collins um uh, author and poet and model um just delightful i've heard interviews of her and you know even just you know her social media posts she's a delight and i can't wait to talk to her some more um we're gonna have adam begin he i've been on his show he is like a historian out on the East Coast. Does a lot of you know movie stuff and kind of haunt stuff, and is now um, also working at the International Cryptozoology Museum. I hope yes. I didn't miss anything. No, no, so don't. that'll be super fun to catch up with. He's um, August seventh, and speaking of mediums, all the way out to August fourteenth, Rob Thompson. He's a medium of Travel Channel, Travel Channel fame. He is um, also known as. His- Fourth or seventh, I have to, I might be a little wrong ghost finders, a TV show on, uh, paraflix, um, Amazon UK and a couple of different, uh, locations. So super excited to get to talk to him. A few other people in the works. Remind so- us,
1: remind me to ask Rob, or maybe you can remember if there was that triggering event, I'd love to hear. Yeah. If he's for sure. It. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, if you want to come on, definitely reach out. So we're planning these things out and in between those guests, all of our hosts are going to have topics and I'm looking forward to all of them. I think that James last week with his first topic, nailed it.
3: The fast yeah. break
1: incident. And then, uh, mm-hmm. I'm really excited to know what Ashley's going to do next month. Cause I think she's going up first next month in June. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. We'll see what kind of awesomeness that she brings to the table. And until next week, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for telling a friend. This has been late night legends with Kara, Tressa, Jenny, and myself, Frank. We'll see you next week. We love you all.
0: Bye. Bye. Bye.